Alright, Steve. Philosopher Footy. We're at the uh, the tail end of the season. A few games to go in the, the home and away season. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're struggling a bit, mate. Um, with our assertions a little bit. But anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, both teams had some uh, narrow losses. Uh, Eagles came from 30 points down to then yeah. purposely lose yeah. in the last minute. Mate, if they weren't tanking, they would have won by 10 goals. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past the Eagles players. Their IQs are not uh, too high, so they might have forgot that they were tanking in the last, the last quarter oh, and then yeah. realised with a minute to go, oh, we've got a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I tell you what, if that's a tank... Uh, it's uh, a pretty good one because it's pretty. Uh, it, not, they don't leave much margin for error. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you do have some time, there was a classic. Uh, so Nathan Buckley's come out around. You know, you put a man behind the ball in the last minute of a game to you know to save the game, and um, Will Schofield's come out with a classic clip of the 2018 Grand Final where uh, Buckley didn't put a, a man behind the ball. So um, yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of not one of Buckley's finer moments uh, this week no. in terms of his commentary. <laughs> All right, good All right. call, bad call, Steve. Got a few. Oh, look, mate, I've got to start. They should call us the No Nothings, Luke. That should <laughs> no. be our title. Since we pressed stop on the last recording last time, the Pies haven't won a game, and Port sliders gathered pace. Now you already already picked that Port were a bit on the slide. <clears throat> I didn't really. I doubled down and said I thought they were the best contender after the Pies. But uh, the pies have what's going on, mate? The pies have uh, the pies have lost their lost their mojo, and I did not see this coming. As I said, except for injuries, uh, I thought that was the only way that they would be kind of compromised. And well, now they've lost Dacos, but um, not that much more other than that. What's going on? For uh, yeah, you're absolutely spot on there. Uh, I, I said the pies it's theirs to lose. No one's going to beat them. Everyone's playing for second and. Um, yeah, they've fallen in a little bit of a, a hole. Coincidentally, that um, it seems that Port Pies game has sort of cooked both sides a little bit um, a, a few weeks ago. So, no, it's it's not looking good. And my sure thing for the Brownlow is now looking a bit shaky as well. But I reckon he's actually got enough in the bag uh, yeah. to yeah. to it still. Was to- it was complete, yeah. completely dominant. Um, I mean, he's been dominant. He's been play. dominant pretty much every every game until that last one where he yeah. got tagged, yeah. um, which will be interesting. So you have a, a NAB rising star and a Brownlow medalist that are both out with a number of games to go. I reckon. But who, who's your pick for rising star? Ashcroft. Really? Yeah. Mm, yeah. My early pick, Sheasel, no chance. Uh, he's a chance, but you know, interesting. Like I watched him. We 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 went to the North game, um, and he racked up thirty disposals. But I didn't really notice him, and um, no. and no. he's uh, he gets a lot of his stats for Kane Corns' favourite form of getting a stat, the the kickouts as well. So if you sort of you're not kicking uh, accurately in front of uh, goal against North, he's gonna he's gonna easily get in your high teens, twenties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so okay. yeah. But no, I think um, look, for me the top I was gonna sort of talk about it in what caught my eye, the top four is struggling. Brisbane only just only just got over Fremantle um, over here. 
Melbourne, I think I text you that um, they're in a bit of strife in their game against North and they only sort of came good the second half. Port are bad, even though uh, Kane thinks it's, uh, they're winning. Um, <laughs> they're winning when they're losing. They're winning, they're losing. They just um, make complete sense. Um, and there's no... I, I mean, do you have any trust in any of the sides in the bottom half of the eight? Bulldogs, Carlton, GWS? Um, yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, I was going to say... Um, I mean, we'll, we'll St Kilda? Now, but nah, not the St Kilda. Carlton are the only ones, let's face it, who are, who've got form right now. And I was never trusting of them throughout the year. And I was... At the, they started terribly. And I said, oh, here we go again. They are the only ones with, with, with form. Real decent sort of form in the... Over a period of time, in the um, in the eight, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, yeah. Um, was it sixteen? When they yeah, two thousand. Uh, yep. Yeah, could it be another another one of those years? Well, I mean, the media get very excited with this this idea and this notion that a team can make a, a run from outside the four. They really get excited about that, but. I would say that this is probably the most open season. I know we get we get uh, recency bias, but it's probably the most re- open season this late into it that there's still teams just outside the eight that you go, maybe they could even get on the run. Your um, your Sydney's or um, probably Sydney or Geelong are the only two really, but Geelong have got a few injuries as well. So um, no, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not keen. I don't think I don't think Geelong personally. I just think that they're I just think they're they're part a little bit past it, um, yeah. Anyway, but but having said all that, given that the top four is still the best place to be, the Pies are still the best placed. What do you think? Melbourne. Melbourne. No, don't like them. Don't like them. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, I think uh, no, but I think I still think the Pies. I still think the Pies. I think um, Dacos is going to be a huge out. Um, They've got a couple other injuries as well at the moment, but, you know, Jordan Degoe stand up. Um, there's, a few other, there's a few other players they can put through the midfield as well. Um, yeah, I still, I still think Pies Pi, yeah. are, are best placed. And, you know, it, it's come September, MCG, Collingwood Army in the in, in around the, the ground, I think, uh, yeah, they're best placed. All right, Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah you go. no, you go. No, I was just going to say that um, something disturbing I heard Dacos say he hopes to be back this year. No, he's, so he's not coming like back. Saying, yeah, it doesn't sound good, does it? No, he's not Your coming back. Says that. No. He's, he's six weeks, I reckon. Um, you know, what's six weeks from now? It's um, well, you're deep, you're deep, finals, deep into finals. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you, do you take that risk or not? Um, all right, Steve. I've got a philosophical question for you on philosophy yes, okay. philosophy footy. Um, Freo fans would prefer to lose the derby and prevent the Eagles from getting pick one than win the derby good call bad call this is a very interesting call Luke very interesting question I thought about this one quite a bit my, my answer is before the game or even a bit after the game Supporters can be very kind of um, cognizant and uh, very sort of they sort of very they can they can think about what's best for their club in terms of you know uh, winning and losing and um, 
definitely it'd be better for all opposition clubs, not just Frio, if the number one pick, uh, what's his name, Reed, Harley Reed, um, <clears throat> if he was to go to Kangaroos, because we've seen that he, they can't, they're not as good as developing players. And if he goes to the Eagles, the Eagles will be on the up very quickly. They've got um, support through their other young players that are coming on. Um, so it would be better for Frio if uh, if the Eagles didn't get him. But all that goes out the window when the game's on, when the game's being played. All you care about is your side winning. So Frio fans would prefer to, might, be, might prefer to lose from a kind of a, an, an analytical perspective when they're thinking about the game beforehand. But once the ball's bounced, mate, forget all that. Then none of that matters. Like I remember last week um, during the game with a couple of minutes to go, I looked over to you and I said, mate, this is a great game. You said, no, it's not. No, it's not. Because it was in the balance and it yeah, was, um, yeah. uh, and you were just worried about them winning. And, that, and that, I think that's the way it is, you know. During the game, the passion comes in. You think, no, stuff the draft, I don't care if they get number one. I, hope, I just want Freya to win. But um, if you think about it sort of uh, analytically beforehand, you, you probably would say, yeah, I, I, I don't care if they yeah. lose because um, it's going to be better for Freya in the long run. No, it's a great call. Um there because uh having watched the eagles essendon game and going down to the wire and eagles getting in front with a couple minutes to go um yeah, yeah i wasn't thinking about the number one draft because i was, I was hoping no, that they'd right. win so um yeah, absolutely but, but afterwards, I, afterwards I, go, I, go, I go well yeah, we, we still got the number one draft pick so um the, the interesting thing i was going to talk about it in my crystal ball but um kangaroos play essendon earlier in the day so and uh, the way Essendon played, uh, the way Kangaroos has sort of been in place, Essendon will actually uh, pinch that one. So, you know, it actually might open it up for a bit of a free swing for the Eagles too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, um, yeah, Essendon, you, 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 anything could happen with them, no matter who they're playing. All right, uh, what about this one? Hinkley has created a distraction from Port's slump with his beef with the umpires in the 31-19 differential against the Cats on Saturday. Um, 15 free kicks from one umpire to um, Geelong. But there's nothing in it, Luke. Good call, bad call. Oh, look, you know, Kane would have you believe that... Uh... It was down to the umpires, and and and, uh, and otherwise they would have won. But yeah, uh, look, the home ground advantage has been a thing for years. The noise of affirmation, you know, like it's um, it's a it's a thing, and it's it's a um, a challenge that the you know AFL still needs to sort of work through. Um, the umpires, the Eagles are on the rough end of a couple of calls in the last quarter. There was a clear point. Um, front on contact in front of goal and a really bad ball up which actually resulted in the, the final goal being kicked um, so there's poor there's poor umpiring you know in, in, in every game it's not uh, um, yeah you can say it's a bit um, lopsided and you expect that the home side's going to have a few more free kicks but yeah no it's a good call I reckon he's creating a bit of a distraction um, yes, I, I do think also something that's not sometimes not considered is Port they've got a bit of a a little bit of a history of sort of employing some tactics under Hinkley which are kind of a little bit questionable sometimes you know, I remember a few years ago um, remember they targeted Lockie Neal mm-hmm. uh, you know so sometimes that can come into it and that can create a few free kicks as well so you know, I'm not saying that that was necessarily the case but people don't sometimes look at that they just think of the differential and don't think about why yeah yeah 
um, be interesting to sort of see. Normally, normally when this happens and it gets a bit vocal in the media, there's a bit yeah. of a square up next week. Yeah. So poor yeah. old GWS is yeah. probably going to be on the, uh, the rough <laughs> yeah. end of a, a few uh, pretty bad calls. Um, on the uh, the Port Adelaide thing, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, but uh, Kane Corns calling Port Adelaide's loss as a big win is on the podium for his one of his stupidest comments uh, of the year. Good call, bad call. Oh, yeah, good call. But, oh, well, hang on. On the podium? I don't know about that. He's had so many. <laughs> He's had so many. Yeah, yeah. Top 10. Um, so, yeah, top 10. <laughs> top 10. And that's quite an achievement to get into the top 10. Yeah, absolutely. God, I don't know what he's thinking sometimes. Um, I, as I, I just clickbait, and, um, which we'll get to. But, um, yeah. So, uh, I've got another one. Yeah, the inter- another one as well. The interesting thing, like, uh, here, so he, he goes, he rattles on if you listen to him when he was sort of being challenged on it. He goes, they had no forward, they had no ruckman, they had no backman. Um, and so, well, uh, let's actually look at the Eagles game, Kane. We had no ruck. We yeah, didn't have our ruckman. We didn't have our fullback. We didn't have our, our best small to medium forward. We didn't. We didn't have our uh, captain. We didn't have. The list goes on. So and but you accuse the Eagles of tanking. Um, yeah, you know, like it's just yeah. complete double standards. And he's got such a yeah. Port Adelaide lens. Um, yeah. yeah. And the thing is that okay, if they haven't, are they going to get those players back by the finals? Because if they're not, well. They have to put up with the, the, Does that mean you can write them off? Well, I don't know. Is Aaliyah uh, still concussed? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> good question. <laughs> All right. No, no. It's a good, it's a good one, Luke. Um, coming to that, the penalty against Port for the Aaliyah Aaliyah debacle was grossly inadequate. Good call, bad call. Uh, inadequate? Um. It's a good cause. I mean, it should have all gone into their soft cap, I reckon, rather than half, which is a bit of a I don't know. That's a bit of a weird dynamic. But um, what would you what would you what would you have suggested? I think they. I I reckon it was serious. I mean, it's such a blatant, such a blatant. Oh, it's knocked out. It was. It was knocked out cold. I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. Like they could have gone down a draft pick or something like that. Yeah, it's fair. Um, because they've got to make a, it's a, a fine. Um, I mean, Port haven't always been the most um, sort of. They've got history as well. They've, they've all these other. Um, uh, there's been footage of all these other um, players over the years. They've been knocked out and sent back on as well. They've got a bit of history. That doctor. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But well, uh, you know, I think that. A fine, oh yeah, fine. But I'm not sure that hurts. Soft cap cap fines do hurt, though. Um, There's a lot of clubs complaining about it, but I I thought it could have been a bit heftier um, financially and into the soft cap um, as well. But it would be interesting to see if it happens again, what the the penalty is, because I think it probably will go into that draft pick um, or even premiership points. Um, uh, I'll put it to you this way, Luke. If... The same thing. Let's say the West Coast Eagles um, uh, make a, a prelim next year, and um, the same thing happens, and, and they're they're faced with a, a, a fine a fine of the same magnitude. Will they care because they got that much money? It's not funny, you know what I mean? So it's like well, the soft the soft the soft cap they they do care because that's why they're not sacking Simo. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but no, no, it's, it's a fair point. Like I I, I think the what Port did. Um, there was actually two elements to it. So the first one was they didn't actually check Aaliyah Aaliyah and they sent it back on. 
The second thing that they did wrong was they actually said the other guy got subbed out because of a migraine, not concussion. So they're actually manipulating the system as well to have him available for the week after because if he was deemed concussed, he's out for a a period of time. So I actually think they probably should have got two fines um, uh, as a result of what they did. Um, I agree. Okay. We've sort of talked about this, but uh, two weeks ago they were unbeatable and now David King says the Pies can't win it. So does Nick Dacos' injury put a line through them, do you reckon? No, no, bad call. Bad call. Of course, they can win it, but it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a blip. Um, but given their form over the majority of the season, they can, you know, not every. How many clubs go through the whole year without having any, any, any kind of a, um, any sort of sort of downturn in their form? It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, he's a big loss, but they. It'll be interesting to see if the other ones uh, can step up, especially the older players in the midfield like Penwellbury and um, Sidebottom. Yeah. You know, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they go because without before him before he came he came along they weren't they weren't the greatest midfield. You know, he, no. he's, I reckon he's taken the heat off him a lot. Well, they were actually so they were actually um, they had bottom out before he came and joined yeah, the team yeah. too. So yeah. So right. I, I think I don't think it's a good call, but I, I, I could be. It's a it's a wait and watch in terms mm. of how the others will, will respond. Yep. Yep. All right, Luke. I haven't got another one. I've, talked about I've, I've got one. One more. Uh, tab or sports bet would be paying out on the Eagles and Frio's best and fairest. So you wouldn't even get any money or investment on putting uh, it on anyone else apart from Caleb Sarong for Frio and um, Tim Kelly. Uh, for Eagles, good call, bad call. Oh, good call. Um, I don't, I don't see how either of those players can lose. Yeah. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, um, and Sarong, Kelly's, he's had a really had a good year, and Sarong has developed into someone who is just so consistent yeah. and um, gone past Brayshaw. Yeah. So on that and, note, have you have you got a top five? You, well, you... Sarong, Brayshaw. Darcy, Young, Ryan, I reckon. So you reckon, Dar- you reckon um, Darcy will poll given how many games he will have missed? Do you reckon... Uh, I do, yeah. yeah. Jack- ahead of Jackson? Um, well, there's a, well, there's a few games to go. There's a yep. few games to go. So. Going down again. Or yep. on the weekend yep. or... Um, Maybe, but I, I, I think you know, when a player misses a couple of weeks, you start to forget, forget about them a bit. Yeah. And Darcy was like playing for you, the consistently the kind of the most important player for my, for a lot of the year. So I, I yeah, maybe 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 I've maybe I've mis- miscalculated and haven't got um, Chef Jackson in there a little bit, but we'll see how Jackson goes for the rest of the the rest of the season. He might push into that. But I don't really mind at this stage. I think they've been the most consistent. Henry to creep into the top ten? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I did the same exercise, and I reckon, yeah, Kelly heads above uh, the rest of the, the pack. Uh, and then my my top five would be um, Oscar Allen, um, second. So he's, he's nearing on 50 goals for the, the season. Bailey Williams, so you would have been a very rich man to predict he would be top three um, in the Eagles' best and fairest uh, <coughs> uh, at the start of the year. Um, and then I'd have Duggan and actually I'd probably have Jaden Hunt purely for the fact that I think he's played every game. 
um, and uh, most game, most games he's been pretty serviceable. So, yeah. Um, and and the Eagles, the Eagles, the way they count theirs is if you miss games, you're you're pretty much you're, you're stuffed. So, um, versus I know other clubs sort of take it, the sample size of your best games. And uh, metrics, whereas yeah, Eagles it seems to be much more. You played every game, you're gonna you're gonna pull a lot better than um, the rest. Yeah, you gotta take your head off to Bailey Williams. Such a such a good season. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. I think really Jack Jackson will get a hold of him, but um, at least Bailey yeah, can I mean, can compete around the ground. I mean, the ridiculous bench has been overturned, but uh, it makes a big difference in him being in their side. I reckon it makes a big difference in terms of the the outcome of the potentially the outcome of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we talked a bit about my, what caught my eye just around the top four and um, being quite uh, unsettled. Is there anything that caught your eye? Well, we've already talked about the possibility. I reckon the Blues. Are, I was going to ask you. Do you think they're the real deal? We've talked about that. Um, look, <laughs> I, don't about, I don't know about the real deal. I think it's more of the Brad, as you said, the Bradbury. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. The Bradbury situation, yeah. but they—they—they're they, um, with someone like them because they're in the bottom four. They might have to go to Brisbane or something like that uh, if it pans out that way. So that could be their undoing. But if they have, if they can stay in Melbourne, there is good chances that anyone to win a particular game. Obviously, they have to win a number of them in a row, but. Um, that's another reason I, mm. I think that they're mm. a good chance. The thing for me that's um, been standing out is they've been they've been playing pretty well with Chera and Walsh and uh, um, Harry McKay and a few like pretty yeah. big players out as well. So that they're, they're yeah. sort of holding up. But um, if they can beat Melbourne this weekend, it's a huge game. Oh, wow, if they can beat Melbourne, I think they're, yeah. in, they're into their ears. Yeah. How long have they been waiting for this? Oh, I think um, in 2008 or 2009 when Juddy went to the Blues, they said, we're coming. So, yeah, it's been, it's been about uh, 14, 15 years, mate. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's like every year for the past at least seven or eight years, oh, they Carlton this year, boy, watch out. And it's just never happened. And now it'd be funny if they if they um, like lose the first week of the finals. Yeah. That's the end of it. Something else I've got for you, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you love my waffle updates. Um, this week, mate, the top two East Fremantle and East Perth play off for outright top spot. And it's so close. It's fourth. Um, something else I'd like your view on. I, I, I've noticed this in the waffle. Matt Tabiner has played for the last two weeks for Peel. What a free idea. What do you think they're going to do with him from here? Does, does he ever get back into this side or is he, is he automatically in? Or he's got one, left, one year left on his contract so that they don't have to worry about that next year. What do you, how do you see that in terms of their current structure? Uh, well, it's a good question. Um, would I take Matt Tavener or is it Josh Corbett? I'll probably be taking, uh, probably be taking Tavener. Um, uh, so it really depends on this, this structure. At the moment, they're using Tracy as a um, second ruck. Yeah. I think if you had Jackson, Darcy and a couple talls, and ta- it doesn't work, but... Um, potentially with Darcy out, the structure does open up, and I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't he plays this weekend and tries to stretch um, the Eagles' undersized defence. So, um, still think he's got a role. I think you know, um, a miss seems to be quite um, 
the word I'm looking for, quite um, solid and, and not um, as injury prone, but you know something could happen and um, Tapanos is ready to go. Yeah. Mm, 30 goal a season yeah. type forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. Might, I think it could take Hallwood's place potentially. But it just, yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's, he's not very good. <laughs> well, he he could be, but he just never gets there, mate. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll, I'll I'll be playing him ahead of um ahead of Corbett, Corbett. and and, yeah, and Sturt I'll, as well. Um, so oh, yeah, Sturt doesn't do enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that you know, it's just something I've noticed is that the Saints. I can't. <laughs> their season's been the strangest one ever. They were winning with a with an injury list as long as your arm, and now they're losing, and they've got hardly any injuries. What, what's this, what's the story there? That, it's, it's so strange. They've lost form uh, with with full availability almost. And uh, at the beginning of the year, we everyone everyone had dire predictions, and they couldn't stop winning. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you know, as happens with most sides, your your younger players tire as the season um, yeah. uh, progresses, and yeah. probably they've over. Exerted uh, a, a number yes. of those younger players um, like Mitch, Mitch Owens and uh, Philippou and um, there's, a, there's a few others Wanganim, Malira sort of running through there that are you know quite young. Um, their key forwards without Max King have had to hold up quite a bit of the the load as well. So uh, I just think they're just sort of tiring towards the end of the season. And, yeah. and Ross would have a quite a it would have been a very different preseason under him. Um, yes. So yeah, no. I, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have a clickbait around sort of something around champion data because I just didn't even know what they uh, are talking about here. They had a top 10 players in the league based on expectation. Um, I don't even know what that means, but uh, they had Jack Sinclair and Dan Houston and Taylor Walker at the top in the top three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you know what that means? Based, based on expectation, but based on expectation, well, what, 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 what are we expecting? What are, I don't, who's expectation? <laughs> Well, I, I know that there's not enough, there's not enough explanation there, and it just doesn't make any. You left, you left scratching your head. Oh, expectation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I think I texted you. Yeah, I expected it might rain this afternoon, but you know, it doesn't, <laughs> wasn't. So what? <laughs> they, they, it'd be interesting to know where they get this. Well, they got, they, they got Charlie Kernow in fifth, and Dacos at sixth, and Bondapelli at fourth. But based on what expect, like. If if I'm going, my expectation of the best players is surely Bondapelli's ahead of Jack Sinclair. Yeah, I, I, don't, um, I don't get expectation. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really quite weird. Yeah. Uh, no idea what that means. Okay, cool. Um, All right, it's not just me. All right, we might ask the guru if he can make sense of that. Yes, yes, I, I've got one for you. Um, I've got a couple actually in clickbait. Um, the sliding, I just the sliding doors column on Friday before round twenty. Damo predicted the Dockers would lose by triple figures to uh, Geelong. So. He, Damo, you're a bit off there, mate. Sorry. Um, yeah, you missed that one by about, what, 108 points? 108 points, whatever it was, yeah. seven points. <laughs> um, but the big one for me, which I had to laugh at and take a bit of a double look, was Tim Miller uh, in, from The Raw, editor of The Raw. He made this comment, Sam Mitchell is the AFL's best coach. On what grounds? Uh, I'm thinking, oh, geez. I mean, I'm pretty sure currently, even though he's coming back, we've got a triple premiership coach in there. We've got, uh, you know, we got two uh, triple, we got two triple premiership coaches, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so he's the he's the best coach, really. Based, yeah, based on based on based on what? I have no idea. Um, 
Yeah, and, and then this is this is his comment. Um, you should be terrified if your team is playing well. Now, this is one of the most the big the best examples of recency bias I've ever heard because prior to last week they'd had Hawthorne had one win for the previous six games and that was to North Melbourne. So where do you think he gets that from, Luke? Ah, uh, recency bias, mate. <laughs> one game turns it all on its head. Um, yeah. He's being lauded, lauded as yeah as a as a guru and um, no I, I I do think he's a very good coach um, and yeah, I think he, would he be great. spent great one coach. one season as an assistant Eagles and the, the players at the time spoke very very highly of him um, but yeah to say he's the to best say coach he's the best coach yeah. is, is a bit premature yeah and. Um, I love his hard edge, like that when he went out onto the ground, and I think week before they were getting beat, and he really got it stuck into them. And I just think, yeah, he he he, he, he was no sort of they got no smashed by the Saints the week before, didn't they? Except, well, the first quarter was nine goals to one or two, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's when he really lost yeah, that's, it. That's, that's, yeah, exactly. So I wonder if the Saints fans were kind of were really um, what's the what do you say? Uh, terrified. Terrified. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, one more for you. Yeah. And Kane, uh, Kane, our, our, our mate Kane. Um, so he he was he had some uh, some footage up and it showed Nick Dacos kicking into the pockets. He said they're rubbish disposals by Nick Dacos, and he suggested that Nick Dacos only does that for the for the additional stats. Now, I really, where does he get that from? Where does he where does he get that stupid comment from that he's, he's into Nick Dacos has said Dacos is thinking, oh, I'm only doing this for the stats. I'm pretty sure he would never have said that, and I think it's a bit—I think it's a bit of a ridiculous thing to say. But I think Kane has got a bit of a—he had a bit of a campaign against Dacos. He also um, had a uh, had a go at him for staging. Do you remember that? Um, yeah, yeah. In the same game of the week before. So yeah, I just another one of Kane's brain farts that um, has no nothing to back it up, saying he does it for the stats, like ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um... He's. I think we've talked about it. Nick Dacos is very good at the one-two and the he disposing it and getting the ball back. Um, so potentially Kane, it actually might be part of their game plan um, to get the ball there and then for Nick Dacos to run past and get the receive. So yeah, um, yeah he's got a very. He's he's just his opinions. Um, they're just there to. But he's got he's got he's got an info. Dacos a little bit. I, I, I'm not sure why, but you know he's had a bit of a go in for a couple of things. Yeah, like, I think I he's think also leading the campaign that um, you know Nick Dacos is a very uncontested player and doesn't get the hard ball. I, yeah. You know, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we, we know that. Yeah, there's roles for everybody. Yeah. those sort of players in footy. All right. All right. If then. Yeah, go for I'm going to kick off with a real sliding door, like the demo again. This is sliding doors. If Luke Jackson. Didn't arrive at Frio, then they're going to be la- they would be landing Daniel Curtin, who's been compared to Pavlich because of his versatility. So, could have had the next Pavlich on their list. Uh, don't don't tell me that. You know, it's uh, I'm already uh, yeah yeah yeah. I, 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 as I you know that I've uh, talked about the attraction trade and I don't like it. Even though I'll say it again. He's actually he plays pretty good footy when he's doing the ruck, and I, I, I like him as a, a person, no problem there, and it's not his fault. I just think their whole trade, what Frio got and gave up, um, and that wasn't a real need for them, even though Darcy's injured at the moment. 
Um, yeah, just a poor, just a poor trade. Uh, but yes, that's just a further, further data to sort of support what I already sort of thought. Yeah. So it's that confirmation of <laughs> my confirmation bias for me yeah. coming in there. But um, yeah, not yeah. a good one. Yeah. This one's from the guru, and I really love this one. So <clears throat> if the Eagles had a one against Essendon, then we would have seen a media avalanche of stories about the dreadful personal cost for poor Colby McKercher having to move to Perth to play for the Eagles. And if you don't know, Colby McKercher is the likely second pick in the, in the draft. That's, that that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, it's very fair. Um, interesting thing about that, that guy is he's, um, I think he's Tasmanian, so I don't know why you would want to draft a Tasmanian that high because he's going to go back and five years if, oh, yeah, is that team actually even happening have we heard anything more is uh, that is there anything happening there that's gone very quiet mate and i think it's i think you're right i remember we talked about the week after it was announced the, the tasmania government was a revolt and they said well, we won't build a stadium yeah. but we, i haven't heard anything since no it's been very so quiet no, no stadium no team isn't it is yeah. that, isn't that the deal i think so that's what i heard so yeah mm. so maybe oh, i'm not even sure it's going to happen yeah um all right steve Given, I'm going to double down. If the Pies don't win the flag this year, then the 2023 Grand Final Medal presentations have to be presented by Stephen Bradbury. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking about another team that had dominated so much for the major part of the year and then fallen away completely. Um, Geelong, Geelong did it. Geelong did it uh, that year that Hawthorne. Yes, um, that's right. Beat them. They were the, the, the point. dominant side all year. I think they lost one yeah. game or two games. The AFL created a rule after that. Remember that? Yeah, the behinds. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yeah. After that game, which yep. was really interesting. It was a great tactical move by the Hawks. Yeah. You got to take your head off to them. Yeah, don't give them back the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, uh, good one, mate. Yeah. Um, I think that's. Uh, I think you're on the money there. Yeah. Um, I got a. I got a double banger for you. To finish off. Yep. For the. Um, if the Eagles win the Derby, then there's some of the media that will say they are just dumb. <laughs> Giving up the first pick. If they lose the derby, then the others will say they are tanking, so it's a bit of a no-win oh, situation for them. <laughs> great call, Steve. I can imagine that it would have happened last week if, Essendon, if they beat Essendon um, as well. So there's, they're just... Um, and yeah, you've got to take accountability for it that, um, that they've been so poor this year, but they're getting scrutinised for whatever they do. They win, they, they're stupid, yeah. they lose, they're, um, they're tanking. Um, it's just anything they do is open for, for criticism. Um, yeah. I swapped mine out because we talked about Kane Corn and uh, the the tanking claims. But so here's I've got a, a new one. If Suma wants to only put nine elites in his player rankings, <laughs> then that's poor from him, Steve. Really needs to get that up to about twelve to fifteen this week to uh, be an elite ranker of players. You know what the problem is. Um... He hasn't got a firm KPI, mate, so he's got nothing to go on. You need to give it to him. Yeah. I think give him 12, give him some yeah. name for. That, that, that's, that's poor from him, Steve. It's poor. He likes the, he likes the elite. Yeah, he loves so. the elite. That's elite. He needs to get that up because that will be elite. <laughs> oh, he loves it. So, uh, good on, Suma. All right. Um, anything else to Crystal Ball? We sort of we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I... I predict the derby will be a frustrating game to watch for the supporters. Could be pretty shit. What's the weather? Do uh, we know what the weather? Are we like, based on expectation? Do we know what the weather weather's doing? <laughs> well, I'm just looking at the expectation now from Bomb. Uh, 
let me see. What on earth what are they doing? It's gonna be Actually, going to have a big, big say in this, I reckon. Okay, so early in the day. If North win, they're going to go all out. I think if North win, there's going to be a bit of, of a free swing. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think this whole we don't want to win mindset. You know, a lot of stuff in the, the media. Um, but also, they might have a point to prove to say, "Oh, we're not tanking." And so, I, I, I think it's going to be an interesting. Derby, I think Fremantle the past two weeks their form's been been pretty good. So, um, and they'd probably be pretty disappointed they didn't get, get over the line um, against Brisbane. So, yeah. and yeah. I think they just got too much leg speed for the Eagles. So, um, yeah, and then we sort of talked about Carlton Melbourne. So I think if the Blues win, um, all aboard the Blues train. Uh, the other intriguing game is GWS Port. So, yeah. if GWS knock off Port, they might not make the top four. They could actually tumble out the top four after the because um, they come over. They come over to play Freo. Oh, it's, um, a, it's a big fair gap though between fourth and fifth. It's a couple of games. A couple of games, but if they're uh, if they tumble out, I think they've got a little bit, a bit of illness that's gone through their uh, the camp this yeah. week. So, okay. I don't know. Okay. I, yeah. I think well, have we, we talked about being outside the top four for an interstate side um, mm, it'd be very interesting yeah. to sort of see what happens yeah absolutely and along those lines actually from what you're just saying there about Carlton Melbourne if Carlton were to beat Melbourne this week you know what that might mean it might mean that Melbourne have to go to play Brisbane in the first week of the finals in Brisbane now last week Melbourne tumbled out of the finals in straight sets if they go to Brisbane, Brisbane would start favourites up there, surely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that means they would be one win away. The pressure would be on them because they'd be one win away from... Home uh, prelim as well. Going out going out in... Um, straight sets again. Straight sets for two years in a row. So, this is, it's a massive game, this one, this, the Carlton-Melbourne game. Uh, it has lots of, all sorts of ramifications. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, mate. I've got, well, one thing, yep. I've got one thing to finish on. Yep. One thing to finish on, one comment. I see this week that the uh, Matildas... Uh, attracted the biggest ever crowd, TV crowd, TV audience, I think, for anything ever or something like that. Um, and to me, it kind of highlighted how badly the AFL have handled the women's game, the terrible scheduling where they were scheduling games in the middle of summer, in the middle of the day, this year when they have, couldn't even come up with a schedule like until a couple of weeks back for the season, which starts you know, in September. Um, the... the, the stuff around pay and that, that's I actually thought the exact same thing watching that game the other night that the AFLW yeah. executives would just be um, yeah. absolutely at a loss because they have now um, little little girls are not wanting to, you know they've been thinking about the Matildas the AFLW. Yeah, absolutely yeah they've, stu- and, they've, they've and, shot themselves in the foot completely and I, if you look at 
um, soccer, if you want to call it that, in Australia, cricket. Um, they have had, they have handled the women's introduction to professional most professional competitions so much better than the AFL. Um, uh, you know, I just I, I just I shake my head at how badly they've done it and how what an opportunity they've, they've kind of missed out on. Yep. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. That's my yep. beef, mate. Yep. <laughs> and their uh, their their best player did want to play um, women's football, but it wasn't available to her at the time. So. Yeah, then that they've um, definitely lost out. Good, good, good call there, Steve. All right, mate. We'll, right, we'll probably chat post uh, post derby. Yes. Are we going to have a demolition derby? <laughs> um, nah, I don't think so. Oh yeah, and we should acknowledge that uh, Ashley Sampy is going to get his medal finally. Oh, I don't know. There's some sort of presentation going on because uh, old Roscoe had a bit of a brain brain fart on the day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. What are, yeah. Who, who's going to win that, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, if Freo win, it's going to be Sarong because uh, it's going to be <laughs> out of the middle. If Eagles win, it's going to be Kelly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty predictable. Nah. Um, no, I'll give you a smoky. Um, uh, well, not really. It won't be a smoky, but um, it will go a long way. But um, yeah, McGovern probably at centre half back, potentially oh. a lot of intercepts. Oh yeah, that's a good call because Eagles love kicking the ball to him. Absolutely love it. I mean, it's one of one, it's one of Frio supporters' biggest beefs is when Frio play the Eagles. The Frio players just love kicking the ball to him. Yeah, yeah. And of course, he's always in a good position to win it. But yeah, he plays well against Frio. Well. Yeah, Jackson's a chance, uh, definitely. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, cool. All right, mate. All right, beautiful. All right. Thanks, Luke. See ya. Bye.